Hey, 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 today my guest is... Wait, wait, wait. This... Wait, this calls for another specialized intro music. Maybe two. Tiny when you think bubbles, think Meadow Perry, one of the 124 most prominent bubble magicians in the world, according to OIPA. I hope I said that right. You'll learn later. And also, here comes the other one. She was on the CW Masters of Illusion. She did a week at the world-famous Magic Castle in L.A. and got a shout-out from Penn Jillette of Penn & Teller. We talk about the genesis of bubble magic, how she got into bubble magic, and we push back against the notion that it isn't real magic. I mean, really? People are pushing back? They're actually wizards out there doing real magic? Anyway, we talk about her theater nerd days in high school, life on the road with her kids, and how she does her best to never be approached when she's on the road. We talk about how unmemorable our first meeting was. I mean, she completely forgot who I was. And her kids interrupt, so we have to take a break. We discuss the differences between men and women in the industries, and we talk last meal stuff. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this soapy episode of Tony on the Mic. Apologies to those of you who are used to the absolute perfection in audio levels produced here at Tony on the Mic. We did have a couple of audio glitches, so the volume is uneven. That's entirely her fault. Just kidding. We just had a thing on Zoom is sometimes tricky. In studio is much easier. Next time, Meadow, come on out to the studio. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Our story begins as these stories often do. Hi, this is Pat. Pendulette, Penn and Teller. The star of the show is Meadow Perry. She's a bubble magician. She makes actual crazy-ass bubbles on stage and adds all kinds of magic to her amazing bubble effect. All of you have the most amazing stories filled with drama and romance and, and meaning. I have a feeling yeah. in about yeah. 20 minutes when we're done, we're going to be best friends. And yeah. I apologize. We're already best friends. We're already previous, best friends, Tony. Whoever your previous <laughs> best friend was, I'm sorry. But, uh, story, story, let's hear another story. Story, story, that one was just sad. <laughs> yeah, it happens to me all the time from Facebook. People will come up to me and they'll be like, it's Tony, hey, and I'm like, I don't, Tony, Tony, Tony. And then when you say Tony on the mic, I'm like, oh yeah, duh, of course. <laughs> I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence. This is Tony on the Mic. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm excited. The world of bubble magic is coming live to Tony on the Mic's studio in La Mesa. My guest today has been on CW Masters of Illusion, Magic Castle in LA, and then she didn't think I could get in. She goes, it's an invitation-only club. So I had to prove, of course, that I know people and I could get in. And she also got a shout-out for Penn Gillette. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Meadow Perry. Say hi to the folks, Meadow. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me, Tony. Yeah, just for the just for the record, too, I was chasing this uh, podcast before all that stuff, before Masters of the League, <laughs> before Magic yeah. Castle. So I'm attributing your blow-up just to the rumor of you <laughs> It has been a wild summer, and I'm finally slowing down so now I could do this. <laughs> so this is, this is, this summer was not common for you, I assume, because that was a um. As far as the travel, no, I usually don't travel that far. You know, LA is so far for me, um, because I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Philadelphia, so that's usually that's not common. Um, and I was all over the place at magic conventions this summer, also. So. I was in New Orleans. I was in Michigan for um, SAM. I was in Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh's not too far from me for from it's, Philadelphia. It's further, than, it's further than people think. I it is further. Yes, it is. Pennsylvania is a big state. Yeah, it's in the same state, but it's Pennsylvania is a long pancakey kind of state. So <laughs> it's, I remember going to Pittsburgh years and years ago. Um, my ex-high school girlfriend was in Harrisburg, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. So we yeah. met in Pittsburgh and then I had a cousin in Philadelphia. So I thought I'd just pop over to Philly, but man, that was a long pop. Yeah. That's <laughs> like a five hour drive. Yeah. That was, it's that, wild. was that was not the pop that I, I was hoping for. <laughs> I was, I was young. It was, I was in my twenties. It just didn't matter yeah. whatever it was, but it was longer than I thought. 
Right. Let's um let's at the top, let's tout your socials. How can people okay. find you and get more information about you? Well, you can find me on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Not sure what I'm doing there, but people seem to <laughs> like me and my bubble magic. So come find we me do. at Metal Perry Official. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. I've been putting some effort into the YouTube shorts on there. Um, but I'm pretty much at Meadow Perry on all of the social media things. But you can always go to MeadowPerry.com and also find me from there. Meadow Perry. See, I was smart. Yeah. I did the same thing. I linked in yeah. and got Tony on the mic on everything. I haven't yeah. even some of the stuff I haven't even used. But it's nice to have one domain where you can find yes. Yeah. It's funny. There, There's actually uh, the reason why I have to be Meadow Perry official on TikTok is because there are a couple other Meadow Perrys in the world. What? Um, yes. And I, I've talked to, to two of them. One of them is a young girl from Western Pennsylvania who found me during the pandemic. She Googled her name and discovered me. Uh, so she reached out um, and she actually heard her family got to come to my virtual show. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And then the woman who has the uh, TikTok handle at Meadow Perry um, lives in like Wisconsin or something or Wyoming. I think it's Wyoming, um, way far out in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Um, and she said, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting a lot of attention on the Internet because it has <laughs> erased all the bad things that I've done. <laughs> Wait, so, well, let me find her TikTok. I know, right? That's pretty interesting. <laughs> So, yeah do a little deep dive so uh where where'd you grow up go to high school what was your high school like were you a performer in high school was your... i was uh i went to east noble uh high school in kinderville indiana which is uh noble county and uh my high school although we were kind of in the middle of nowhere uh our high school was known for its uh theater program it had a very robust theater program and i think I can attribute my performance style and, and affinity for performance to Craig Monk, who's the director there. Um, he's since retired, of course, but he uh, spearheaded a wonderful theater program there. And I, I still, to this day, can attribute a lot of my skill set to that. And then, of course, I went off to Ball State University and studied musical theater. Uh, but my, my love started really in the East Noble school system with with my love of theater there. Yeah. Nice. So you were a theater nerd back in the day? I mean, were you, was that, you hung around with the theater nerds and cried about yes. so important stuff? And... <laughs> yes, I was a theater nerd. You nerd know, uh, every theatrical production that you're in, you get thespian points. And, uh, you know, we, we all had to tally up our points. And it was a great honor to be in the most amount of productions and get the most amount of points. So I, I was in the thespian program and uh, I think I was like the second highest <laughs> in the theatrical points. Did you call for a recount? I mean, come on. <laughs> I should have, I should have, but it was fun because everything that I was in, you got some sort of point. So it really uh, mattered to be just a stagehand, not just, I say just a stagehand. I get it. I get Stage it. Being a stage manager or stage crew is very important to every production, of course. Uh, but, you know, if, if you have your heart set on being a primary role, a principal role, and you don't get it, and you don't get an ensemble either, it's always great to be part of the production from that backstage. Never happened, that never happened to you, though, right? I mean, you were... It did. Well, so there's, you know, in high school, there's a pecking order. When you're a freshman and a sophomore, you don't get the principal roles. Those go to the uh, seniors <laughs> and the juniors. So uh, I did do some time as a crew member backstage, and uh, that was some of my most memorable times part of the theater. And, you know, you really become part of the heart and soul of the production you learn the songs too just because you're doing it day in, uh every night and you learn the songs just because you're doing it over and over and over what was your favorite role oh gosh my favorite role was probably rapunzel in into the woods uh i thought i was gonna die in that stupid tower every night because <laughs> they roll it on and it's all rickety yeah. <laughs> and uh hey. High school performances are not uh, yeah. everyday contractors coming out. Building yeah. They're not Broadway sets. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But we had a really amazing set. Um, it was pretty good. But um, as far as productions that I really loved, uh, 
probably my favorite was Titanic, which I was stage crew for. But that was one of my favorite productions. I was responsible for the cart rolling. There's a there's a scene where, spoiler alert, the the ship is sinking, and um, <laughs> the they're in the grand salon, and this tr- this tea cart starts rolling because the ship is now angled and uh, it's sinking. Of course, so the the tea cart is a symbol that it is sinking so I was responsible for pulling the little hard to see string at a steady pace so it looked like it was rolling on its own yeah stimulated gravity (laughs) that's awesome so did you take an interest in bubbles first or magic first uh they kind of came at the same time I was doing princess parties and I was doing a lot of uh snow queen impersonations for parties and I was freezing bubbles and giving away the little bubbles and i didn't really freezing like like turning them to ice oh well i would i would turn them into solid bubbles okay marbles yeah i'm doing magic. i'm I'm transitioning quick into magic there all right i'm I'm trying to visualize i got you so i would would, uh turn bubbles into solid and give them away and you know that would be me freezing them as the snow queen and uh i didn't really consider that magic uh, back then, it was just a little party trick that I was doing that was cool, and and kids really thought it was cool. And um, I just that little trick kind of stayed with me for a long time. And I did a fairy character at the Renaissance Fair, and I started doing the giant bubbles. And it just there was such a great reaction to the bubbles that I decided, you know what, there's something here. And I started learning more and more bubble tricks. And so they it kind of came at the same time because I also started developing a magic show around it. We saw you at the at the Magic Castle. Now, it's funny because I had this debate because because we're idiots. I had this debate with my friends on the way home. And one of them said, you know, that wasn't really magic. And I said, dude, none, none of it is actually magic. <laughs> it's all yeah. it's all visual effects and sleight of hand. No, right. there's no wizards on stage. Right, right. that's happening. true. That's true. <laughs> so, do you get trying to have to explain calling it magic and the illusion? I first yeah. of all, I, I, it's a fabulous show. I really had a good Thank time. You. I really Thank enjoyed you. it. Yes, I do sometimes get uh, magicians or aficionados. They're like, that's not really magic. That's more variety. And I, my rebuttal to that is, well, did it make you feel magical? Do you know how it was done? Can you replicate it? Um, you know, um, yeah. and it's, it's, if, I think if something makes you feel wonder, it's magic. And a lot of magic uh, that we see is really science. And I, I, it's science of the mind because they're using misdirection, they're using psychology and to make something magical happen. And I think with the bubbles, you know, it is science. I'm using a lot of chemistry, <laughs> you know, um, and, and the show behind the show, it starts long before I actually set foot on stage, you know, mixing the bubbles and making sure the, the, uh, the bubble recipe is perfect and the environment is perfect. So there's a lot that goes into it. And uh, I, I think it constitutes as magic, but of course the, the weird thing is that my full show is probably 50% bubble artistry and 50% magic, traditional magic. But you know, when I do, you know, 20 minute sets at the magic castle or I'm, you know, at another magic venue they want to see my most amazing, most astounding stuff. And, and that's the bubble artistry that it's so unique. It's such a, a unique skill set that you don't see a lot of even in the variety world. So that's what people want to see. And so that's usually what I end up performing with a little bit of magic. And the takeaway from it is a lot of people don't remember the magic that I actually do in the act. (laughs) They remember the bubbles. So, uh, you know, that it's kind of, a testament to how amazing the bubbles are. And um, I am starting to take the bubble wall performance uh, routine that I have and adding more magic within that routine specifically for this reason. Um, So, you know, when, when you have an illusion show, if you have one illusion in it, it's, it's an illusion show. When you have a magic show, you have one magic thing in it. It's a magic show. If you have a bubble show, you have one bubble thing in it. It's a bubble show. show. So, (laughs) That's kind of how I go with it. And um, 
any any naysayers who are like, that's not magic. I just, you know, it, say to right. them, well, then you have not found enough magic in your life <laughs> if you say, don't think that's magic, magical. <laughs> magic is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Magic is what makes you feel magical. And uh, Yes. I'm, a, I'm an easy, I'm an easy mark. I'm a, I'm a sap. It's funny. I'm coaching, um, girls flag football for, Oh, nice. we have uh yeah. So the first team, first time in California, they're having that sport. And I told all the, all the, the kids I'm coaching that I'm corny and that I believe <laughs> and that I, I get excited about stuff and that, you know, yeah. I hate knowing how a trick is done. I'm the guy who wants mm -hmm. to just sit there and go, Holy crap. That's really cool. Yeah. And you know, with, with your bubbles, Holy crap. That was really cool. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, I noticed you had at least two, two different mixtures of bubbles. Um, yes. Did, how many do you have? Is it uh, I have three different mixes that I use on a regular basis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've done a lot of experimenting with bubble ingredients and recipes. And in fact, I just got a new ingredient that today to try out. What? Um, what it's called polyox. It's oh, yeah. a yeah. It's, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. What <laughs> yeah, it's a it's like a thickening agent. Um, so I'm gonna try that out. There's you know so many different types of ingredients that you can use for bubbles. Some are easier to get a hold of than others, and this one you have to scour the internet and find like a special scientist thing to buy it from. So, so this is like black market bubble stuff you're getting <laughs> yeah. on the dark web? <laughs> yes, <laughs> a little bit. Now, okay, one of the reasons I love my podcast, my podcast yeah. is for me to ask questions I want to ask and learn sure. what I want to learn. And how would you on earth, is there, is there a, another, are you a so secret scientist or what would give you the idea to say, hey, I want to try this bubble ox or whatever you just called it. What, what, how how does that happen? How does it how does that inspiration come about? Well, I'm part of the Association of International Bubble Artists, and we often have yeah, it's a thing. It's okay. a real. <laughs> it's, I know it sounds like a mafia or something, but uh, it's uh, the Association of International Bubble Artists or OEBA, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know it's spearheaded by some of the top bubble artists in the world. There's like maybe 120 of us. Uh, worldwide uh and there's obviously there's more bubble artists than that but that's the ones that are actually in the association um and it's kind of like a magic club you know yeah. it's um but there's not very many of us so we often have zoom meetings and we have chats in our facebook group about hey i tried this ingredient has anyone tried this have you tried that what what measurement have you tried and of course we're so spread out over the whole world and truly one of your biggest ingredients is your environment. So, you know, someone who is in LA, uh, their mixture may be very different than mine here in Philadelphia versus someone in New Orleans. Did you have, um, did, do you find you have any trouble when you stumble? I mean, any stumbles when you travel and try other things? Uh, it's, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, and I have things kind of in my back pocket that I know how to kind of fix my immediate environment if I need to ways to get moisture in the air or anything like that, how I can uh, tweak the recipe. If, if the air is too heavy, like in new Orleans, you know, it's, it's very humid there. So I may not need as much of some of the ingredients in new what's, Orleans as I do. What's that new ingredient you're going to try? Polyox. Polyox. <laughs> it's just fun to say polyox. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some polyox. Just yeah. today, I have some polyox, and <laughs> people will have to say, what's that? Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break, and sure. uh, we'll come right back with Meadow Perry, one of the 120 members of OEBA. Uh, did I say that right? <laughs> yeah. I've already forgot what it stood for. What's Oh, Association <laughs> of, wait, OEBA. Um, a wee, wee. What's a W? It's it's an I. What? All right. Give me AOIBA Association of International Pub Artists. That's it. All right. I'll be filling out my <laughs> OIBA card um, and trying to join after my next segment with Meadow Perry. We are back. My guest today, the astonishing, amazing illusionist, Meadow Perry. Too much? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about your uh, rock and roll travel days. Do you have a roadie? Do you have people who travel with you? I don't have a roadie. I need a roadie. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I sing in a band locally. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes 
I travel, my band doesn't travel with me, but my whole thing and my buddy who's in a band, our only goal is to be big enough to have a roadie. So we can just go and perform and not set anything up. That's so a dream. What's what what's the time frame? What's it take you to set up your like when you went Oof. on CW? What, how long did it yeah. take you to set that up? Uh well the CW was weird. Uh because it was a lot of um hurry up and wait. So like the the thing that takes me the longest time to set up is the bubble wall cuz it's it's little pieces and you have to screw it all together. Um and you know you have to break it down when you travel with it. Um, cause it's, it's too large and cumbersome to travel and I don't have a huge trailer, maybe one day, but, uh, I have to take it apart and put it in its bag, you know? Um, so that takes me some time to put together, um, well, like 20 minutes, uh, um, four hours. Well, so something for the CW, like, yeah, that probably takes me about 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Um, and then it's, you know, when it's, we're ready to get on stage, it's go time. It only takes me two minutes to get everything out on stage and, and set. Oh not even two minutes, sometimes one minute. Um, and usually that stage hands doing that and, and filling the bubble juice, you know, so. Um, you trust other people to fill your bubble juice? I do. Well, and it's so funny because there's sometimes, I, I warn everybody. I say, you know, you're working with a lot of liquids. Um, so when you move it, you know, be careful. Treat it like a bowl of soup is what I tell them. <laughs> uh, and some people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm like, no, seriously, if you rock side to side it'll start creating waves and then it'll flip over the side and then it creates a big mess most people yeah most people listen to me yes but once in a while i get a really headstrong stage hand that's like i got this i got this and they make a big mess and um there's so many times where the producers will say well well how long does it take you to get on and off stage and i go well it depends on how clumsy your stage hands are <laughs> because if they spill then you know we have to stop and we have to clean it up yeah it it just depends on what type of show I'm setting up if uh how much lighting and tech is involved how much sound is involved if I'm setting up my own lighting and sound you know obviously it takes me a little bit longer I'm not a technician so it takes me a bit longer to get things set but it's great when you have a team of people or when it's already built in that is always great and super helpful so yeah so (sighs) you went to let's see New Orleans LA Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh where else? And Colon, Michigan for the Abbott's Colon. Magic Get Together in the magic capital of the United States. Or of the oh. world, actually. It's the world magic ca- capital. What? Colon? Colon, Michigan. Yes. They actually gave me a, a magnet from my fridge that says, it says, if you ain't been through Colon, you ain't shit. Huh. How about that? I was skeptical, but I Googled it. And Colon is indeed the magic capital of the world. The United States Congress recognizes Colon, Michigan as the magic capital of the world. Eh, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get it. Very clever, Colon. Very clever. Yeah, they, clever. Need to, they still need to up their marketing game because I've never heard of them. Let alone, not, yeah, the I know. Magic capital or the yes, capital? it's the magic capital. It's where um, Harry Blackstone is is from. Harry, yeah, Harry, Harry Blackstone Senior. No, no Harry Blackstone Senior. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Thompson is buried there. Um, Harry Blackstone. There's a bunch of magicians who are buried there in the the Lakeside Cemetery, um, and it's it's home for a lot of people. Um, it's where, like coming home. It? It's it's um, about 20 minutes from Grand Rapids, Michigan, okay. um, and it's really in the middle of nowhere. It literally there are Amish buggies going down the street. No. I'm not kidding you. Um, it's about an hour and a half from where I grew up. So uh, I'm used to it. And, and it was so, so it's funny. Okay, yeah, in it's in the Midwest. So right. it was so funny. I had so many magicians say, this is the weirdest convention you've ever been to. And I got there and, and some of them told me I would have culture shock. And I got there and I go, oh, no, this is home. This That's is a homecoming. Right. I, yeah. I grew up in Chicago and familiar with some of Southern Michigan and everything. And I have friends in Michigan, but I've never heard of Colon. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard of it either, but um, Mac King goes every year. It, it's They have Magic Week and they're actually their high school. The mascot is the Magi. Wow. I know. They are really into magic there. They have 
I'm not kidding you. Like, it's so bizarre to me. There's like three different uh, magic stores right on the main street. And you're like, how do they survive in this little podunk town when like one magic store in Philadelphia can't survive? I don't get it. (laughs) It is the most bizarre thing. It it just made my travel radar. Not not the list, but the radar. You know, it's not it's not on my go. And I've been to 48 of the 50 states and Mm -hmm. uh, I've been to Michigan several times. Never heard of colon, but that might be yeah. worth checking out, you know, because, and again, I'm corny. I like that stuff. I like, <laughs> I like the world's ball, biggest ball of twine. I like yeah. crater and, you know, I like Cadillac Ranch. I, I mean, uh-huh. I, just, I like stuff. I'm just, cause I'm, cause I'm corny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. The Abbott's magic shop. If you go in there, they've got classic posters on the ceiling plastered and on the walls, they have little bleachers there. They put on little shows. It's great. So in your travels, um, how is it? For a woman, especially traveling town to town, or were you alone? You don't have to give me too many. I mean, were you pretty sure, much yeah. traveling by yourself, or? Um, I was either by myself or with my kids. Okay. And uh, it's actually I don't know if I perfected my resting bee face or <laughs> I I there's definitely things that I've done that make people not want to talk to me when I'm traveling. I guess. Um, if you kind of just put like a, a little bit of a grumpy face on and you look like you are busy and you're off somewhere and you're you're walking at a steady pace, I, I find that people typically don't mess with you. You should smile more. You're so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly. Um, and, you know, when people say, hey, miss, excuse me, miss, if um, if they're trying to sell me something or stop me, right. I just keep I just keep going. So there's there's certain things as a woman that we do, you know, to make sure. And I also uh, try to make myself look as frumpy as possible when I so, when, so, when I travel. I find that there's a fine line between you don't want to look like uh, super frumpy, but um, I also try to be a little stylish because especially if I'm flying, I yeah. try to be a little stylish. Um, I I do try to wear something that maybe I could perform in, but like I might put like a weird sweatshirt thing over top of it. Yeah. Um, so you really, you really just straight up don't want to be approached when you're traveling. Is I don't, I, I just want to be left alone. I um, usually either sleep on the plane or I'm listening to a podcast or an audio book. Tony on the mic going forward. Tony on the mic. Too. Yeah, I know that's perfect. <laughs> I can add it to the list. My travel time is uh, when I catch up on podcasts and things. Oh, okay. So. Um, I have to say, when you, after the magic out, and I'm, anybody who knows me knows I'm Mr. Approach anybody in the world yeah. all the time, anytime, talk to people. I'm just that. Yeah. Guy. I'm just the friendly, outgoing person. And uh, I, I was a little hesitant. At really? The, uh, yeah. <laughs> when you were mingling with the show, and then it kind of, you had no idea who I was, which kind of hurt my feelings too. But, uh. um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've sent you three or four emails and you didn't know who I was. That's really. <laughs> kind no, of I knew your name. I just don't know your face because we had never met in person. We had never met. We had <laughs> never met. But, it, but it was funny because I was there and, and I talked to two or three of the magicians. I had no idea who they were. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I just need I just want to plant that seed and say, hey, you know, we're we're going to have yeah. a podcast and everything. And I was I was a little cautious. I was a little. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, it's working. <laughs> am i am i not approachable <laughs> if you don't if you're trying not to be approached I'll give you an a plus on that oh okay <laughs> i you know i i recently uh was listening to a podcast and it was talking about your energy and 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 how uh the specific example they gave was it was a gentleman and he went out with his two lady friends and they equally attractive they both looked beautiful and they went to a a bar a club or something and the one girl just had all these creeps just all night long just barraging her and the other woman no one even came and talked to her and so they had a conversation about that later and um and it was about the confidence like because they both they both looked equally you know they were dressed similarly. They were both attractive. Um, it wasn't like one was more attractive. And um, the the one girl, like she'd recently gone through a breakup. So like 
her energy that she was putting out was like, come talk to me. I'm feeling insecure. I want a date. And the other woman was like, she, she was in a relationship and she, you know, she's very successful and confident and no one approached her. So I, I think it's, it has to do with confidence. And, you know, when I was at the magic castle, I was feeling really good because <laughs> it was the magic castle and I was feeling amazing. We were having amazing shows. So I was feeling very confident. So maybe that was, maybe that well, was it. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily confidence cause I love confidence, but I, I do think that there's a, you know, and anyway, let's go back to the two girls on the podcast. Yeah. Thing. Isn't there somewhere between nobody talked to her and a bunch of creeps were on her every every night, mm -hmm. all night? Isn't there something in between that? Can't we have? Uh, yeah, I'm sure okay. there is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, because that's because you gave me the who's this creep coming to talk to me at the magic show. Oh, no, I didn't. Yes, you absolutely <laughs> did. You, well, I'm very sorry. You look you. You looked and and I'm like, oh boy. Well, I'm committed now. I have uh, to go in. That was that was my deer in headlights look going. I should know this person. I should know this person. I don't know the space. I don't know the space. And I also I I have I have a hard time putting faces with names. Like I'll know names. Yeah. And um I'm the opposite. Yeah. I know faces. I can't put names. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens to me all the time from Facebook. People will come up to me and they'll be like, it's Tony. Hey. And I'm like, I don't, Tony, Tony, Tony. And then when you say Tony on the mic, then I'm like, oh yeah, duh, of course. <laughs> okay. I know the name, not the face. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. And that's fair. And uh, I think, you know, it, it's just a cultural reality that it's more difficult for women to navigate social yeah. open settings than it is for men. I mean, it's, yeah. It's not ideal. It's not great, but it's it's a it's an unfortunate reality. Yeah. Um also, you know, and to and to I'm completely messing around. I was not put off at yeah. all. I know oh, good. <laughs> that you had that you that you had a you on and and here's just a little insight that hopefully that you appreciate is you did have that triumphant hero just finished, you know, slaying <laughs> yeah. on stage and happy, you know, you did have that energy as well. So that's that was the yeah. main thing that that procured it. So yeah, because which night did you come on? I forget. It was, it was like it the was second. Or third. It was the first or the second. It was like the second night. Yeah. So I definitely was like, wow, this is amazing. And then like still like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And and it's 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 just funny how life works because I, I was listening to, I listened to different podcasts and I heard the Shazam podcast. Um, yeah. Love I that saw, podcast. I saw her in Chicago at the Magic uh -huh. Lounge. or Kayla Drescher. Yes, mm -hmm. Kayla Drescher. Yeah. And, and she was, I'm out to her. So put a bug in her ear to get on the show. Shoot next. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I've listened to a half dozen. I, and I, I switched podcasts a lot. But, but I heard you and I'm like, God, what a cool vibe. Bubble magic. So yeah. I checked it out. And then I saw you on the social medias and everything. And I'm like, what a cool vibe. You know, Thank you. You, just, you just project <laughs> a cool, positive, happy, bubbly, if you will, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's really kind of cool. So I'm like, Oh, let me look in. So I started doing a little this, a little bit of that and watching. And I'm like, this is somebody cool. So I reached out to invite you on the podcast and mm -hmm. it was crazy time. I, I, I get it. It's every time yeah. things work when and how they work. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right <laughs> all that. But then I'll, honestly, it's like two weeks later, you're like, Hey, I'm going to be here at this show and here, I'm going to be here moving to this show. And Hey, check <laughs> out my debut on TV. And here's Penn Gillette giving me a shout out. <laughs> Hi, this is Pat. Penn Gillette, Penn and Teller. You know, big guy does magic. Smaller guy next to me, he does magic too. He doesn't talk that much. Anyway, the people at Elkton Magic, who support my podcast, they're very supportive, could use your support by grabbing tickets to their next show. The star of the show is Meadow Perry. She's a bubble magician. Bubble. Now, by that, I don't mean she's a magician that sits only among political people that she agrees with and hears her own political views back. No, I mean bubbles like... Bubbles, you know what I mean? Bubbles. She makes actual crazy ass bubbles on stage and adds all kinds of magic to her amazing bubble effects. It's fun for families, unless someone in your family has an irrational fear of bubbles, in which case, stay away. But if you don't fear airborne suds, you might want to head over to ElktonMagic.com. Thanks. Wow, you're welcome for, for that because I attribute most of that to me. Uh <laughs> I love it. You know, but that whole energy and then then all of a sudden, you know, again, and, and I get it that I feel way closer to you, you know, mm -hmm. than you do, because, you know, you're the you're the and yeah, yeah. my image time. Believe me, I'm not 
don't get me wrong. There are people who feel <laughs> the same way. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I get all that, but it just felt like, wow. And then when you like when you were on the CW, I'm like, we know her. Look, check out, I know her. And, <laughs> That's amazing. And then, you know, yeah. even at even at the Magic Castle, which we would have never gone to, we had no plans. To yeah. Go. And and we ended up going. And then when you said, Well, you can't get in, or like, where can I get tickets? Oh, you can't. I said, oh, okay, all right. She clearly doesn't know who Tony on the mic is because Tony doesn't <laughs> get anyway. So we got in. But the relationship that the that we have, and I'm calling it a relationship mm-hmm. because it's kind of what life is now. It's a lot of social face recognition yeah, <laughs> relationship yeah. is is so cool. And then let's pile a little story on that. I met a golfer, Austin Eckroat. We ate at dinner at the other tables. I reached out to him. He's coming on the podcast. He finished 10th in the U.S. Open, which was his highest. So again, That's amazing. Tony Lord. <laughs> but all all these things just happen. And if we just let them happen and just stay out of the way, you know, and it's and it's all so cool. And his wife, they're, they're so they were so cool. And you're so cool. And everybody's cool. And it's just yeah. great. It's just funny how life works. I I just appreciate how yeah. life unfolds. If we just sit back and let it unfold, and, right? Yeah, and do all of that. I'm uh, so glad you guys got to come out to Castle. Yeah, I mean too. Yeah, me too. And yeah. and we're going to we're going to go back. I mean, we did. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely yeah. going back. Yeah, yep. we're going back. <laughs> it's so, gonna be great. Because and, and learning how to navigate it will help too. Because the first time, oh, there, yeah. there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot, and trying to trying to navigate it when you don't know what's up. It right yes i agree with you uh, on the performer side too oh, like right. i there's so many things that i'll do different next time because now i know what's what <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so we're we're going back but it's funny that me and my wife and mark and jim who were with us the four of us went and our mm-hmm. little s- outreach of friends are you know we're all like like friends of yours and austin Eckro, yeah who you know <laughs> so funny. yeah yeah and, and you just create these things and then when i see your kids now we're really friends and i have a feeling yeah. In about yeah. 20 minutes when we're done, we're going to be best friends. And yeah. I apologize. We're already whoever, best friends. We're already previous, best friends, Tony. <laughs> whoever your previous best friend was, I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm the new best. And Jim, you you were my best friend, but now Meadow just passed. <laughs> we actually do that little, we have a fun little joke, a running joke about ranking friends. Where do you uh-huh. rank? And if somebody does like, can I get a ride to the airport? Oh man, I can't. Okay. Number your seven. rank just rank, went down. <laughs> your rank goes down. Yeah. I love it. That's a really thoughtful gift. You just popped up. You just passed so and so. That gave you extra points. Right. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about about the business. Do you have an agent? How do you how do you find gigs? How do you? <sighs> what's the booking process? It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. I do most of it on my own, mm-hmm. um, which is Taxing. sometimes overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a few agents that I'm like listed on their website, but they're not like my exclusive agent. Um, They're not like seeking out gigs for me. Um, They're just like, I'm part of their packages for what they give to their clients. Um, So I have a few of those that are wonderful and great. Um, But I, I have mostly, it's a lot of marketing that I'm doing. And I just, started jumping into the world of email marketing and uh actually came across i use constant contact um so sponsor me constant contact but uh constant contact is great so far um i've been using it for a couple months and uh i i tried to do something new today and it's not working and Uh they're and they um are like well this is something we haven't seen before. What did you do, Meadow? Basically, <laughs> so they're uh, they're trying to fix that for me. But it's wonderful. They have like great customer service. So uh, I'm jumping into the world of email marketing and uh, you know getting subscribers and and giving little gifts to my subscribers and and jumping into that whole world and reaching out to magic theaters and okay. um, that has been that has been wonderful. Yeah. How much would it cost for you to wear a Tony on the mic button or something on a show? <laughs> I, I sponsor a UFC fighter, a couple of ath- a couple of athletes, and a yeah. traditional deal is a fifty dollars Fuddruckers gift certificate and some swag. What's Fud? What's Fuddruckers? Is that a restaurant? Fuddruckers? We don't have Fuddruckers here. Oh, it's a restaurant. <laughs> have oh. You, uh, watch the movie uh, Idi- Idiocracy. Have you ever heard of the movie uh, Idiocracy? I've heard of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, it though. Yeah, if you get it, if you see it, it, it has a prominent role in that movie. It's, it's pretty. Yeah. Cool. and then just the name Fuddruckers is yeah. I'll, I can put you on my, uh, I have a list of like friends of Meadow Perry that I'm putting on my website and put you on there. Yeah, see, that's on the website. I, mean, I want something oh. <laughs> on you, 
on the on I the can put it on my wall. it wouldn't be on me. I could put it on my audio case if you give me a sticker. That's that's been my thing. I've I have my my case and I'm putting stickers to like podcasts and all right and Done. cool shows. It's a deal. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> and then I'll become a friend of Meadow Perry too. Um yeah. Best friend. Can I be best friend of Metal Perry? Or is best it just friend. <laughs> for, uh, I don't know. Best friend. Right. We'll see. We'll see how how many points you can. Okay. How how far <laughs> your ranking goes. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Unexpected. Unexpected. <laughs> so when you're booking, do you normally do solo shows? Do you normally work with groups of small magicians or groups of other people? How does that book? I I do normally do uh, solo shows. Okay. It's just me. A lot of times I'm bringing my own audio equipment and my own backdrop, my own everything. And it's, it's a lot to bring in. Um, and sometimes I do hire an assistant to help me with the tech side of things and stage management, um, depending on how big of a budget the client has. Uh, and, and, you know, also a lot of those extras, it depends on how, how big the budget is. You know, there's sometimes where I'm doing a magic show in somebody's living room, <laughs> you know, um, if you're willing to pay me, I'm willing to go there. Uh, nice. um, but you know, that I'm not bringing, you know, my entire production because if you're sitting on the couch in front of me, I don't need a right. huge amp, you know? Right. Right. Um, little Bluetooth so, speaker. You're yeah. Go. Yeah. A little Bluetooth speaker. That's it. But, um, you know, it depends on the production and, and, stuff like that so yeah. now you played some pretty yeah. big companies who, who have you played for yeah. i saw on your list uh so i've done amazon that's a pretty uh, big company that's a pretty big company that <laughs> and that was more of a trade show style but that one was a lot of fun and it was a lot of tech gurus so like everyone wanted to come over and, and video the bubbles in slow-mo <laughs> yeah. oh. so that was really cool um i've done paramount, paramount. uh virtually because i have uh, one of the top rated virtual shows. And I actually just heard this morning that there might be talks of locks lockdowns again, which I'm like, Oh no, oh, but um, you know, I might be resurrecting the virtual show in that case. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I do it. And if you're listening and you do have, you know, a widespread company, I do virtual shows on zoom also. So uh, pandemic or not, I do virtual yeah. shows. Um uh, who else have I done really big? Um, well, there's Masters of Illusion, of course, the Magic Castle, of course. Um, I've done some financial institutions that are pretty big, like Booz Allen. Um, they're really big. Um, and they they had the most beautiful stage that they had me on. Um, uh, and it was, it was so gorgeous. Probably, I don't know, there's probably 3,000 people there. Um, and they had me on these huge uh, screens so what everyone could that? see. It was amazing. I felt like a rock star at uh, that show. Yeah, that's on, that's on my bucket list of things that I want to have happen to me. And I, I, we played the House of Blues recently. Do you have House yeah. of Blues back there? Have you ever heard? Yeah, of it? yeah, yeah. It's a pretty big deal because I'm, a, you know, we're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but we, and we went to see a concert, probably older music than you're used to, but Berlin, Howard Jones, and Culture Club the other night. And when they when they flash the big screens, mm -hmm. I'm like, "You've made it." That's when you mm -hmm. made it. First first step of making it is having a roadie set up your stuff. Yeah. Second yeah. step of making it is having the big screens when you're on the big screen. So I yeah. have to find a way to do that because that's on. My yeah, mind. I don't even yeah. know what. It, maybe I'll maybe I'll do magic. I, yeah, like, there you is go. It, is magic. it too late to take up magic? Can no, I... it's never too late to take up magic. <laughs> I only started doing it when I was 35. So really, I mean, so a year I'm ago? still I'm still 35. That was, I was yeah. Well, I was going to lead into your kids, but now that we we burst <laughs> that that thing, when you call around or send emails and send inquiries, I mean, do you feel like you get treated differently because you're a woman? I do. And I've actually toyed around with the idea of having an email assistant named Matt. Um, Cause I, um, I'm not, I'm not a doormat. Um, ah. So it's really me. Oh, now I'm giving it away, but right. uh, <laughs> I'll have to change his name. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I've toyed with the idea of having other um, assistants yeah. voices in my emails, even though it's me writing the email, right. there is a certain, uh, difference when you have what someone perceives as a, a male selling you as a product right. uh, versus me myself selling myself as a product. Um, I have noticed a difference. 
Um, and I, it, I feel weird about it on all angles. So yeah. I haven't quite figured that out other than maybe potentially just hiring someone to do it <laughs> because that's, yeah, that's it just, the ultimate answer. it feels unscrupulous to, you know, pretend to be someone else, but it also feels weird to sell yourself. So it's, you know, yeah, yeah. no, that's, but yeah, but you know, there, there are uh, historically, there have been a lot of really well-known magicians who have used, um, both their birth name and their stage names, you know, they'll, they'll have their birth name will yeah. be someone on the production team, right. even though it's really them. <laughs> no, I, no, it's funny that, that you say that. Cause I had an, I had an author on ooh, a while back and it's not that rare to have a pseudo or a pen name, you know, mm -hmm. and, but he, he did all it, and it got to the point where it really confused me because he goes by his, his pen name. Uh, yeah. And then, so when we talk, I even call him his pen name. But then when we when we communicate, it's through his regular name, and um and I finally just asked because I didn't know. I said, do, "Do you have an assistant? Is there somebody different?" And he explained, "No, it's just me." Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that tactic is is right. Probably has a good amount of value as well. Yes. Uh, it it also uh, makes you seem like you're a bigger deal than you are because if you have an assistant, <laughs> then you must be somebody. Hold for Tony on the mic, please. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to take one last break. We're going to get to know you and your kids, find out about your pins, stickers, and swag that I know that you have available, and then ask the electric chair question. We're going to do all that stuff after our last break in just a couple of minutes. My guest, fabulous Meadow Perry. We are back for our final segment today. I really appreciate you taking some time, Meadow, to, to talk to me and my audience. It's uh been a blast getting to know you and and like i said we're gonna be best friends when this is over and um apologize to all your old best friends because there's a new best <laughs> friend <in town>. and, <laughs> uh you have recently shown some stuff with with your kids and how old are your kids they're eight and ten wow that's even mm -hmm. i would have guessed like 10 and 12 you know they were older yeah. but they really do yeah carry themselves with a certain je ne sais quoi yeah. Did I say that right? A certain, <laughs> yeah. a certain presence, you know, they, yeah. very, they seem very comfortable hamming it up with mom and different videos, which is really. They, cool. they surprise me. Uh, they are very comfortable being little hams. <laughs> How did that start? Were you just playing around and then said, hey, you guys are pretty good at this. Let's get it on camera. Uh, well, they've been bugging me for a few years. Um, I, I did a show at Smoke and Mirrors Magic Theater in Philadelphia a few years ago, and uh, they wanted me to do a little commercial and though I was doing a workshop that was aimed towards kids. So, um, I was like, well, I could just borrow my own kids for this, this advertisement. So we made this commercial and my son just improv so much. I started the video and I was not expecting them to talk at all. And he goes, Hi, my name's Yanni, and this is my mom. She's famous. And I go, I'm not famous. And he goes, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. And it was just back and forth. And I'm like, anyways. And I, I just go through the whole uh, spiel, and they're in the background, like, doing little bubble tricks. And they were so phenomenal at it. And it, it was comical, and it was not planned at all. Wow. It was amazing. So that happened. And, and then a, uh, last summer... I had to take them with me um, to do a summer camp and um, you know, we were doing back-to-back -back shows. Uh, we were doing three different shows and um, at the second show, they're both going, we're so bored. Oh. And can we, can we do something in the show? And I was like, well, what are you going to do? And I go, okay, you can be my assistant for the one part. And I was like, um, when it's windy, especially I can use someone to help me just hold something. So I bring him up and he holds the thing for me. We do the trick, whatever. But I, I make him stay there and I say, uh, entertain them. While I went to go grab another prop and he started doing the floss. I don't know if you know the floss. Yeah, move oh, yeah. That kids yeah, yeah. So he starts doing the floss and the kids start cracking up. You know, I have my back turned and I turn back and I go, what are you doing? And he stops. And then I turn, I slowly turn back around and I guess he started doing it again. And the kids were like, and I go, Whoop! And I look and he stops again. And so it was this whole like WB frog <laughs> situation. Right. 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 Um, and it was, it was, it was totally improv. And I'm like, wow, my kid is smart and really great at improv. So yeah. this summer I started taking them more with me and they've been be being, 
getting involved and they they're excited they can't wait to like jump into the show and, and really make it a family business he even started running sound for me which has been phenomenal so i you know they said when when you start to really make it that you'll have assistance i just didn't know i had to make my own right create your own <laughs> just add 10 years of food <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, you know, I, I did a talent show here locally for the elementary school uh, mm -hmm. for years, and I'd have 100-plus kids. And our our rule of thumb was every – and parents, of course, hated it, but your your act has to be one minute or less. It has to be yeah. one minute or less because our kids are cute to us forever. Right. They're entertaining to the rest of the world for usually about 45 seconds. Yes. <laughs> you know, sure. unless they're crazy talented. But mm -hmm. so I've seen – I consider myself an expert on this. Most, yeah. I'm an expert on most things, but mm -hmm. <laughs> this one in particular, your kids do have what, you know, that it that you're looking for, that a comfort yeah. and ease. And it's, it's, it's shining without trying to shine, without trying to be mm -hmm. too big. You know, it's just a natural. Yeah. I, I say that. So relish it. Enjoy it. It's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful thing. Um, my kids, on the other hand, I had to pry them out of every, yeah. little, every little bit out of them and they still hate me because I made them do stuff. <laughs> oh, oh no, my guys—they're little hams. They will. That's awesome. They're they're like, you want me to go in front of a crowd? No problem. They're and that's totally. You know, I just got over like my stage fright. Yeah. Like probably two years ago. So really? <laughs> you know, like I've been performing, but I finally All like was. Points didn't get you. Yeah, no, they didn't. <laughs> I finally started feeling comfortable about two years ago. Were you um, nervous at the L.A. Uh, Magic Castle? Weirdly, no. I thought that I would be. Um, probably, so the last time I really felt nervous getting on stage, I mean, I always, there's always some yeah, level right, of right. nerves and butterflies, but usually once I get on stage, it's, okay, This I feel great. This is wonderful. We're all here to have a good time, and I, I feel, you know, confident. But um, a few years ago, the International Brotherhood of Magicians We temporarily interrupt this podcast for a parent break. There is a child seeking attention in the background. We will return to your podcast shortly. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So the International Brotherhood of Magicians Conference, um, it, was, it was a massive room of magicians. And I was so nervous because these are my peers and not even my peers. I, I feel like they're above me because I, I'm still such a baby in the magic world. And, you know, the, this is people who have been in it 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Like, people have been in the game forever. And, uh, you know, I, I'm on stage with legends like Losander and Puck and um, Jeff Hobson and just these legends of magic. And, and, you know, Jeff McBride is sitting there and Lance Burton is sitting there. And all these legends are in the room. And I was so nervous. Now, did you have the magic in front of these people? I did do a, I did a little bit of magic, oh, yeah. yeah, and um, that was the last time I can confidently say that was really the last time I felt nervous. And imagine after that, that anything would make you right, and that, and I think that's it. Like I got over that because it was like, well, these are like the best of the best in the world, and I performed in front of them, and they gave me good compliments afterward, and just coming to the realization that everyone in the room wants you to succeed and no one is there to be like, ha ha, you did terrible. You suck. Like no one's there to do that. Right. You know, um, just kind of realizing that I think is a big growth. It is. And, and, and also there's that hurdle that we all have to get through the, the imposter syndrome, you know, the whole yeah. thing that I belong here. People are here to watch right. me do something. So let's have that agreement. You came to watch. I'm going to deliver what you came to give me. Yeah. And we're all going to appreciate each other. Yeah, that's right. that's a that's a big that's a big hurdle. Once you cross it, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, not that I'm you know giving you advice, sage advice. I'm, <laughs> I'm like way older than you, so it's uh, <laughs> feels like you know helping you out. Tell yeah. me about Bubble U. What's Bubble U? Bubble U is a one stop shop for all your uh, bubble needs and a bubble masterclass. Um, it was started by Carissa Hendricks uh, and. She started this bubble school. It's uh, teaching uh, full scripts and there's tutorials on how to do bubble sculpting, bubble smithing. There's resource guides. There's 
a, a forum that we all chat in where you can buy ingredients, uh, different things that you've tried, all sorts of different things. Um, and it literally is a place where we're handing you all of our secrets and saying, here, here's the stuff that we discovered along the way. So you don't have to like spend all the grueling yeah. time yeah. getting the wrong props or getting the wrong ingredients or whatever. We're literally handing you a show. So and it's, like a, it's like a master class or some it, sort of class that you're taking. Yeah. 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 And um, it's, you know, I think bubble artistry is on the cusp of just exploding as an entertainment genre. And uh, it's a great product to have as an entertainer uh, to sell a bubble show. Cause it really sells itself. That's, that's the thing that a lot of my, my magician friends tell me, they're like, you know, and then I don't even have to sell you to anyone. All I have to do is say, She's a bubble magician. And people go, I'm sorry, what? Wait, what? Right. <laughs> and they're sold. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, a place where we have all these tutorials and everything. And it's a membership program. And um, it's been a lot of fun putting that together. Cool. That's really cool. Now, you're yeah. one of the top 120 bubble magicians in the world, part of Webo. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> now, I noticed... <laughs> recently put a ring trick on where you did the yes. traditional ring semi-traditional yeah. put a little wrinkle on it so is that a hint that you're going to move more into some traditional illusions versus yes uh so bubble artistry and bubble magic is unique in itself but i do recognize that i have a unique position as a woman in magic that there are oftentimes people because it's happened I've had people reach out to me there's people that just want a magician who is femme presenting uh for their their events so you know they they want the sparkly gown and everything but they they don't want me to do like a bubble thing they just want a traditional magician so I'm learning some more of these traditional effects with cards and rings and string and rope and coins uh to be able to do walk around sets because I also recognize that in my skill set, I'm also good at socializing and I'm good with people. And that that's a good skill set to have as a magician for close up and walk around. Yeah. So I can, you know, go table to table at like a, a gala or, um, you know, a big corporate conference when they, they have these you know, we're, it's so boring and we're listening to the CEO, but now we're gonna have this magician come around and um, create this experience for everybody. Uh, so I'm, I'm learning more magic and what I call the dry set <laughs> because okay. it doesn't have bubbles in it. We, we had a traditional magician at the, at our last year's holiday party. And actually you talked, we talked a little bit about it. I don't know if you remember, but she gave me some advice and it all worked out really well. And, and it's just, it really does add you know, especially the close up walking around. Now, push back if I say it's so much easier for a woman to get hired than a man because of the sparkly gown and all that stuff. Who doesn't want the sparkly gown? Right. It's not always because uh, a lot of these big corporate uh, companies, they want someone who looks like them. Okay. And most of them have dudes in suits. Dudes so, in suits. <laughs> uh, you know, coming in as a woman into the cigar room you know is uh you know it's a little different uh and and it's different to navigate socially also because um i'm not going to talk to them about the eagles game or the best cigar or you know uh so it's a little bit different um but i think that is the allure of it but it is a not riskier bet but it's a it's a different bets to make on entertainment than the you you know dude in a suit yeah so yeah we hired a dude but he didn't wear a suit that's any consolation yeah and there were no there were no women around it's um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna say it i'm glad i'm not a woman it's tough. <laughs> i have a i have a mom a wife uh two sisters and a daughter and it's difficult navigating the world as a female um it is <laughs> so I'm going to be the dude in the suit who can do magic, I guess. That's going to be yeah. it. And I'm going to take yeah. all of your gigs and get paid <laughs> the same amount of work. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I say that tongue in cheek. I'm sympathetic to the cause. Don't yeah. Understand yeah. That. I'm not being, I'm not the a-hole who's. No, I know. I know. Masculinity. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. A couple more things. I saw you have some gear mm-hmm. now. You have some swag. I saw some pins and stickers for sale. Where can, I where do. Can get those? Um, 
I do have pens and stickers. They are not on my website yet, but um, I will have them at my Fringe show coming up if you're near Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I'm doing the Philadelphia Fringe Festival on September 24th. Uh, you can go on my website, meadowperry.com, to find out more about that. But I will have posters and pins, and I'm working on getting, like, to- tote bags and... Um, you fool yourself. Somebody's going to put a poster. <laughs> Whoa, can well, I get a Perry so... Here's the thing. I I bought a bunch of sh- posters for this show coming up. And I today was the first day. I, actually, right before this podcast, I was going out to businesses going, Hi, um, excuse me. I was wondering if maybe you would be a community partner and put my poster up in your window. So, uh, you know, and people say, nope, not interested. A lot. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I have a poster that looks pretty. And I did that on purpose because I want people to be like, well, that's kind of interesting and pretty looking and want to put it in there. Their, and like I did stop at a furniture store and they were like, oh, that's a very pretty poster. Yeah, we'll put that. So just based on it's pretty, they yeah, put it. Yeah. That was great. Um, <laughs> so uh, I printed up a bunch of those posters and I am very certain I will have leftovers. So I will be selling the leftovers. <laughs> At the Fringe Festival. At the Fringe Festival in Philadelphia. So on September 24th. Yes, on September 24th. But uh, I'm also working on coming out with a line of swag um, because the new message in my show is find your sparkle. Um, So you saw my castle show and you know that at the end, I talk about finding your dreams and doing what sets your soul on fire. So kind of the other adage that I'm putting in there is find your sparkle, find what makes you feel good and uh, glittery and find your sparkle. (laughs) Find the thing that you want, that you want to beam about, find your sparkle. So um, I'll have some merchandise with that. Yeah. That's that's right (laughs) up my alley. Finding your, finding your sparkle. That's what I'm trying to tell the girls that I'm coaching, it's dare to be good, you know, yeah. dare to shine, dare yes, to, you dare know, to shine. dare to fail, you know, yeah. dare to dare to do this full speed and don't, don't play right. in the shadows, play out in the sunlight and, and, yeah. big and find your sparkle. Find your sparkle. Tell them to find their sparkle. Shine on. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'll send you some swag. Have I love it. it. Yeah. You, you know, you get a, I'll get, I'll, I'll give you a magnet, a sticker. You can, play around do what you want love it love um it. you see get the hats and the yeah shirts. i don't really wear hats or polos but i will definitely put a magnet on my fridge and i will put the sticker on my audio case okay <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it that'll be perfect so that brings us to the traditional closing of the show you have been convicted of a capital crime you are sentenced to death by i always say the electric chair but it's actually lethal injection so just so you know you get to watch <laughs> one movie while you watch that movie you get one meal and then you get one song to put in the headphones as you fade off into the abyss. What is your movie? Okay. Uh, my movie is The Mummy with Brennan Fraser. Yeah, Brennan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. I love that movie. Oh, um, I can watch it over and over and over. So that would be because that's like a comfort movie, you know. Uh, yeah. And my food, my meal would be Matar Panier from Tiffin, which is a, an Indian restaurant here in the Philadelphia area. It's like a franchise. Okay. Um, side note, the word Tiffin means like lunchbox. Really? Um, yeah, which Tiffin. is very interesting. Tiffin, Tiffin yeah. Okay. Um, but Matar Panier, which is like a, a like that cubed cheese and like a tomato sauce with peas. It's so good. I love it. Wait, so, that leads me to believe you're some yeah. sort of vegetarian or something? I'm not, but um, well, I I was for a time, but not really by choice. Uh, my younger son has a million allergies, and so when he was a baby, I had to cut out all dairy and all uh, like a ton of different things. So I ended up just finding safe foods because I was breastfeeding. Right. I would end up eating vegetarian. Oh, <laughs> so man. breastfeeding is bad enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so that. Vegetarian, why you do it? That would be Matar Panier would be and, my uh, desserts and oh, what would you wash it down? Oh, desserts. Drinks? Desserts would be cheesecake. Okay. With Plain cheesecake. Cherries on it, cheesecake. like cherry right. sauce. Um, cherry cheesecake, and then oh no, actually not cherry cheesecake. Tiramisu. 
Um, How would you tear them with steel? That's even better. Layers. Yeah. Or maybe, can I have both? Both. Sure, of I would course. do both. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no reason to choose here. But, right. Your drink, you washing it down with? Um, I would probably wash it down with root beer. Okay. Yeah. You're the first person in yeah. over 120 ish podcasts who said root beer. You're the oh, really? Root beer. Did, yeah. did people like choose alcoholic drinks a lot of people chose alcohol some people choose yeah. various various sodas and different things most people choose yeah. some sort of alcoholic uh beverage wine a fine wine gotcha. or drink or something yeah root beer root beer i would pick root beer a and w root beer yeah yeah it's um, very sugary um yes. and then my song to drift off to i would pick i'm gonna say it wrong pay a a by Sarah Brightman. Which Sarah is, Brightman? Uh, it's it's a Latin yeah, it's a Latin song. It's a operatic I used to go to sleep to it, so that sounds like um, a perfect song to drift off to. Yeah. Sarah yeah. Brightman, you said? Sarah Brightman, yeah. I'm un, I'm unfamiliar, but I will be familiar. And if it's you listen to this, which I hope you do. It'll yeah. be playing right now while we're talking. Nice. And the way it's spelled, I'll I can send it to you, but the okay. way it's spelled, it looks like Pi Jesu. <laughs> but it's Pi Jesu. Oh, well, please send it to me because I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be searching forever through the, yeah. the archives of, of music. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it. We've had a wonderful, in my opinion, anyway, conversation and uh, yeah. uh, an exposure to Meadow Perry in the world of bubble magic. We decided how she came through her whole journey, why it's better to be a man, and, <laughs> and what she would do in, when sentenced to death in the electric chair. Thank you so much for your time. Give me your socials one more time at the end so everybody can find you. Oh, sure. My socials, I'm at Meadow Perry on basically everything. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you name it. X. I'm on there. Um, X, X. I'm not on. Uh, actually, I am on X. I think I'm at Meadow Perry on X. I don't really use it. I read I things know. on X, but I don't, I don't, don't use post. it. Okay. Yeah, I don't post there. Um, yeah, and you can also find me at MeadowPerry.com. MeadowPerry. When in doubt, yeah. go to MeadowPerry.com, yes. and that will help you find it. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much, and um, tell your kid that was a great drum solo in the background <laughs> while we were recording. Yes. <laughs> Percussions brought to you by, uh, and then, I don't know if you saw him, like, march back and in front of the camera. Yes. I wish it was a video because I would I would definitely pilot that would have probably been the lead in. Uh, right. Trying to do a podcast. Mo hashtag mom life. Yeah. And you don't even see them in the background right now. They're like trying to do sign language. Like, can we, can we are we allowed to be or can we do this? Can we? Yeah. Like they're trying to do sign language. Tell and me. I'm going, no, stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was real sign language. All right. Excellent. Outstanding. Thank you again so much for your time. Send me that info so I can um send you the stickers and find your song. And say goodnight to all the folks. I will. Thank you, Tony. This is phenomenal. Good night, everybody. Okay. And get in all what's your name's ear? Dresher. Oh, I will. I definitely yeah. will. And say, hey, do the show. It's fun. Tony in the Mesa. The Mesa. Outro. 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 And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. You can find more episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the TikToks, all those platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also, you can reach out to the show if you have a guest idea. And we're also looking for sponsors and supporters. So check us out at Patreon as well. Thanks for listening to Tony on the Mic. Thank you. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you so much. Yep. Sound effects in the you background. You can be loud now. You can, can stay you away. Go to a can you go to, what time is it? No, hardware store closed at 7. Ah! At 7.10. Curses. Uh, <laughs> uh, spoiled again. But I bet you Joey's is open. Okay. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> we'll see you. See Have a good night. Bye.